our cars will break down. And when they do, the repair bill can be devastating. Not anymore. You need Protect My Car. Whether it's a car, truck, or SUV, you can stop paying expensive repair bills. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now to see if you could qualify. Just tell us the make and model and get an instant quote right over the phone and get coverage today. For cars between 2008 and newer, expensive repairs for the engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now before your next repair bill hits. For total protection of your car, truck, or SUV, and less repair bills, plus free oil changes, free tire rotations, and free roadside assistance. Just call 800-392-8795 now. Protect your car and your wallet. Call 800-392-8795. Paid for by Protect My Car. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Good evening, Detroit Lakes. This is the Vikings Territory Breakdown on KDLM Sports Radio. I am your host, Joe Johnson, owner of the UFTA Sports Network, which includes VikingsTerritory.com, PurplePTSD.com, TheDraftTeam.com, FranchiseTag.com, and a lot of other great sites. Joined, as always... Unless he's bottling maple syrup by uh, Mr. Joe Oberly. How you doing, man? I'm good. God, it's just you and me. It's like uh, there's a cavernous echo in here because there's somebody <laughs> missing. Uh, that's where my soul used to be. If there is a little bit of an echo, I moved uh, actually into an apartment like a real functioning adult in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, stones throw away from twins, uh, the Twin Stadium, um, Target Field. And apparently oh, they keep the lights on full blast all night, which wow. uh, is great. For There's only seat. one thing you have to, uh, for me to know is, is are there any breweries nearby? It must be Fulton and, in, and Modest. In the prize. Oh, man. Yeah, oh. they're all, like, within two blocks of any direction. I, I just I noticed that. Um, I'll have to come visit you. On Mother's Day, because I got DoorDash from my parents who stopped down, and I was looking at the map because the guy kept driving. He was a block away, and he kept going around in a circle. Because I'm on 1st um, Street North, but across Hennepin is 1st Street South, which is four mm-hmm. blocks away. So people get confused. And I, I was like, wow, there are a ton of breweries down here. So, yeah, man, I, would, uh, I think we're going to do a housewarming party. But the reason uh, I bring it up is because of the echo. But also, um, this place is is relatively large. So it's going to actually – everyone uh, internally is, is – and uh, me on social media have referred to it as the Oofta Towers because uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing a lot of our video and audio stuff from here so people will get familiarized with what I guess is technically a penthouse apartment. Uh, yeah, so when we walk in there, we have to break. say, oof, look at this place. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you uh, are getting ripped off, my friend, um, is I think the common refrain. But, uh, you know, it's COVID. I got a deal. Um, it's been a, actually kind of a really interesting week uh, news-wise for the Vikings. You know, there's always this abject fear after the draft and free agency that, oh, no, what are we going to talk about for the next two and a half, three months. But oh, thank God for the schedule! <laughs> that and apparently uh, all sorts of... You know, I, can I just say to start this show, I understand that I, I've been perhaps the biggest Cousins apologist on record of anybody mm-hmm. in, in the market. I will agree with that. I was the first person to call for the Vikings to go all in to get him. But I will say for a quarterback who mostly keeps his head down in regards to you know, uh, his personality and and leaking things to the media, kind of the anti uh, Aaron Rodgers, he gets so much disrespect. I've never seen anything like it. Because he's weighted down by that uh, massive contract he has. No, I'm just kidding. And the, uh, the fact that he gets, blasted in the where the pocket sh- I was going to say in the pocket but there's no pocket where the pocket should be I was doing a podcast with some friends recently uh, I used to work with the Timberwolves we get together and uh, you know once a week and throw around the, all the stuff uh, and, and just a side it's a podcast I, I'm sorry did I say a podcast I'm yeah. sorry zoom call different oh thing. I was going to say and, I'm hurt no 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 you're, you're my podcast guy anyway <laughs> uh um, and one of the guys asked me, why does everybody hate cousins? And, you know, I started trying to articulate it and they said, well, you know, there's, you know, 
one guy mentioned the contract, which is which is an albatross around his neck for sure. But uh, even by today's standards of the people paid after he was, it's not as terrible as it used to be. But it's 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 strangling the. It has uh, crippled the uh, uh, Vikings' uh, salary cap. Anyway, um, I mean, there's the fact. I think he wears his religion and his his whole manner on his sleeve, and I think that rubs some people. Not that it should. Um, I think he uh, he he just comes off as this you know, perfect person. And, um, I think when you put him in the pocket and he gets a little nervous, that makes fans nervous. And I think when he, he, uh, you know, he pads his numbers on, uh, uh in garbage time and his, you know, his that, that, that gar- the garbage time stat is not real. Well, I, I've just seen him doing a lot of games. So I, I, I don't know if there's a stat there or not, but he, he does get helped by that. Probably not so much more than anybody else. But the problem is, it's garbage time because he doesn't win enough games and he hasn't won enough games for the Vikings. I think that's the biggest criticism because you want your quarterback to be a winner and he, he's basically a 500 quarterback as a starter. And uh, you, you think want that's a little on bit, him though? Not completely. No, heck no. But there's plenty I mean, he, of it. And you know, he this had is the, a, a most pretty amazing season last year after the bye. I mean, and those games weren't on him. By no, any stretch not, of imagination. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I, but I know, but some people do say that. Yes, you do expect your quarterback to win some games you might not be able to, and he probably doesn't do that enough. I, I'm not, you know, you're a quarter, you're a cousin's apologist. I'm not a hater. I I'm fine with him. I think in when he does well, he does really well, and he he he's got the skills. I I, I get uh, bothered by the fact that he's not more mobile than he could be. I get bothered by the fact that he does get skittish in the pocket and um, perhaps, you know, maybe checks down when he shouldn't or uh, doesn't get the big play when you need it. Uh, But, you know, in general, I look around the league and I I think the Vikings are fine with him. But I I did want to uh, get after you about your cousin's love because I think it's it's tainting your impression of Kellen Mond, who we haven't even seen in a, in a purple uniform yet. I mean, you, you seem really down on him, Joe, and I guess I'd like to know why. Well, first of all, with Cousins, I would say, like, he is a lot more mobile than we all thought he was. Everyone thought he was statuesque. I mean, if you go back to 2019, he, he rolled – I mean, first of all, uh, he had to roll out literally almost on every successful passing down um, in in 2019. Um he, that having been said, the Vikings have had the the most explosive offense in the league uh, the last two and a half year, or a year and a half. Uh, most plays above 20 yards uh, last season. Most plays above 40 the season before that. You know the Justin Jefferson thing, which we'll get into. I don't understand because he just had the best rookie receiving year of uh, in history of the modern NFL. Cousins is a top three, top two or three quarterback in terms of accuracy on all three levels of the offense in the league, the history of the entire league. So as, I don't know what else time. he has to do. I understand right. that, that they don't they don't call a lot of uh, explosive plays because Zimmer is risk averse. He wants last year especially wants to run the clock out and have these long uh, plotting drives because the defense was a liability and he didn't want the quarterbacks from the other team to be on the field. Um, but that having been said, I think Cousins in the last two years is like 35 touchdowns and zero interceptions in the red zone, and I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not in saying the last how many years? Two years. I'm, what about uh, that pass to uh, for Green Bay that he threw in the, in Green Bay where he had the game one that he should have thrown it away? I guess maybe it was here. You know, it was the last. It was uh, he was down in the red zone and he was first and goal at the eight, and he he goes and throws this pass to a covered receiver when all he had to do is throw it out of bounds and um, the downs. That yeah, was, that, was, that was two that years three, ago, right? Or yeah, was that three years ago. It could have been three, but that one always sticks in my mind about where I was just said, you know, how can an eight-year veteran make that throw? But that was, that was a, a really bad throw. It was. That's um, the jitters that got gets to him. You know, I I, I don't know what that was because he was out of the pocket and he was free. And it was. First I love down. it when he's on the run. But he's, anyway, he's really good in play action, um, by a large margin. Um, he's a good quarterback, Joe. He's he just he just needs to just like he had to get over that hump of never winning uh, this or that or this or that. He's got to win some more playoff games and take them further than uh, than than they. Have. I do I do feel like if Teddy Bauer would have won that Saints game the way that that game went down in the playoffs, he would have a statue. I mean, the things that people. Oh, you mean you mean that the Seattle game? 
No, the Saints oh. playoff game. Teddy Bridgewater against the Saints? I don't even no, remember. I'm saying if had he done that. Oh, 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 I see. If you just oh, replaced I, the two. Yes. I, I, will, I will agree with you wholeheartedly that there is some irrational Cousins hate out there. That's what I'm – so my, quite, my point is, 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 is that he's perfect and that, that he is going to get them over the hump, which I think is a weird metric because no quarterback we've ever had has gotten us over the hump, clearly. But I just think he gets this <laughs> consistent disrespect from other players, from his yeah. teammates – and I don't understand why. But to get back to you about Kellen, you know, my, a big rule of thumb that I have for quarterbacks that uh, are coming into the league are did what did they do? How's the best way to put this? If he couldn't, if Kellen Mond couldn't do certain things in college, how can we expect him to do them in the pros? Unless he goes through some very weird really. Uh, is that is that the measure that we're supposed to measure by? Really, I, I guess I've never thought about that. I'm, I'm going to do that right now. Let me read you his NFL draft profile and tell me what part of this you think converts to a pro quarterback. Well, with an offense, uh, with uh, the best one-two punch of wide receivers in the league, and that has been the most explosive offense. Um, let's see where here we go. Quarterback with dual threat physical tools who has grown and matured into a role as a confident game manager. The Aggies' offense asked too much of Mond in the past, which led to diminishing returns. However, however, the 2020 offense featured a strong rushing attack paired with play action, where he not only found greater confidence and rhythm as a passer, but poison accuracy. He uh, he doesn't get antsy working from the pocket. He throws an okay ball with placement underneath. His issues with touch and anticipation, which creates erratic completion numbers when asked to throw down the field or outside the numbers, which should concern evaluators. He has some RPO value, but he lacks the consistency to ever become more than a solid backup. I like the fact that he's uh, confident in the in the pocket. I don't like the fact that he's not very accurate downfield. You know, you flip those two or give, you know, it, it's like he's more confident than Cousins, but he's less accurate than Cousins, you know, uh, in, in what you're saying right there. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's almost like a weird mix of Teddy and Case Keenum um, mixed together because Teddy <laughs> was very chill, almost yes. like he was, you know, um, not – you know, what was, this is a quote from Zimmer was, I wish he played the first 57 minutes or 58 minutes, like the last two. Um, yeah. But the reason we brought Cousins in and that we overpaid and changed the way that uh, contracts were done in the NFL forever was because Case Keenum was mobile, but he couldn't make all the throws on the field. And, and he often would check down, run uh, to pick up a couple yards or, you know, check down to the, the dump off guy when Adam Thielen went, or, you know, digs were wide open down the field. And that's why they replaced him, even though he almost got us to the Super Bowl. And I just and, feel and they, like they, they couldn't give him the whole offense either. He did, he was not he, playing totally. The yeah, yeah. He, I mean, the way Luke Brown used to always break it down to us is there's he has two options on each play: deep ball, short ball, and he had most of the time with the short ball where he ran. Um, and so I just feel like all these people crowning, you know, Mond as um, Patrick Mahomes 2.0, I just don't, you know, I do feel like he can maybe uh, develop his passing game a little bit more. But it's, it reminds me of, like the Timberwolves when they take like a, a, a shooting guard who doesn't have a jump shot, but they're like, he'll develop it, but he's good on yeah. defense. It's like that never really happens. And sure, so, that's like, a great point, but it's, you know, it can be said the same way the other way. I, I, I agree with you. I don't know why why anybody's crowning him yet because he hasn't played yet. But by the same token, I don't know that you can you can negate anything any possibilities yet because you haven't seen him. No, I, I, but I'm just saying it's 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 a very valid concern to me that if he can't uh, make all the throws, he's erratic. He's you know the diminishing returns thing. Mm. Uh, also, the yeah. fact that Zimmer like flipped out on DeFlippo about being an RFPO offense, and apparently that's what they want now. I think Zimmer wants a confident game manager. I really do. I mean, I think he wants to pay $15 million a year for the quarterback, and he wants that guy to dink and dunk. But it takes an actual underrated amount of efficiency to do that kind of stuff that, that yeah, Cousins did. Because you, you, you have to score a touchdown on every drive. Otherwise, you end up like we the, the Bucks game last year where the time of possession was like triple Vikings to Bucks, but we kept kicking and missing field goals, so they ended up beating us significantly. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I just, you know, unless he's going to run the ball in all the time. But if Jefferson is upset now and yeah. he's wide open down the field, I don't think this offense has like, two years 
post cousins to figure stuff out. Uh, I, 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 you know, that that's kind of a small, short uh, segue to, to Jefferson. I, I read or heard the stuff that he said, and I wouldn't say upset, but the fact that he's questioning it, he's, you know, he's only had one year in the league, but he's, but he had a monster year, like you said earlier. And, you know, Cousins is the guy that got him the ball. I mean, uh, if if you have problems with this offense after putting up 1,400 yards in your rookie season and setting mm-hmm. records, there's, you know, um, only speculation and dreaming is going to uh, get you any more in the near future because uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm I a little bit amazed at what he's saying, and I hope... In a run-first offense, by the way. Right, exactly. And if... if if they can't drill into this guy's head and, and some of these other ones, you know, which they couldn't do with Diggs, is that uh, a run-first offense can do deal, can open, you know, plays for you. If you think you're, the game of football is all pass, 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 you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's been a, you know, that you need both active in this league, and the teams that have, you know, I mean, you can win with an all-pass league. But even the Chiefs, who is one of the most dynamic offenses that we've seen in years. Still had a decent running game past couple yeah. of years. It's not great, but it's you know. So what if you 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 know you're you're building your line to open up for for Delvin Cook? That just makes all these rece- uh, all these defenders gonna have to uh, you know not sell out for the run, and then they have to pay attention. You know they might get one on one coverage with guys like with uh, Jefferson and and Thielen and uh, and uh, who's the name of our tight end now? Yes. I mean, th- th- that's people you have to pay attention to. You get another third receiver in there and look out. So I, I, I just, I, I get, I get really now granted people are, you know, when they're giving an interview, they're just answering questions and who knows, you know, if they, they change their mind the next day, but you know, no offense to Justin Jefferson. I think he's a great student of the game, but I don't know if he's got it figured out yet. So just yeah. slow your all just a little bit. And I yeah. saw this really, it was like two in the morning when I wrote the article, um, and I was on the fence as to whether or not he was really dragging Cousins because he basically was saying, right. like, he reminds me of Burrow, except for Burrow's more confident and he can take a hit. But, you know, they're, they don't have the strongest arm, but they always get the ball, like, very – basically said these are, they're very accurate uh, and make all the throws accurately. Mm-hmm. It was the comment after that about Justin Fields that, yeah. uh, that made me feel like, okay, this is all – I'm not reading into it too much – He's essentially saying that, you know, uh, Justin Fields is in the division now and he's an elite quarterback. And now we have every in we college. All, we all have to compete with that now, which implies that Cousins isn't good uh, or as good. Again, Ohio State quarterback, Big Ten, blah, blah, blah in college. Mm hmm. It's a yes. very big roll of the dice. I would argue the most difficult position to go from college to the pros in all of pro sports, without a doubt. It's not even close. Yes. And yes. so, you know, the this, you know, the, yes, things have changed. I mean, it wasn't that long ago where the, the rule of thumb was never start a rookie because you can ruin them. And right. now they expect rookies to win Super Bowls and be MVPs because that's kind of what has happened uh and so i i get where it comes from but and i also understand that that wide receivers that are really really good always have for the most part this sort of narcissistic trait like it, it it's a reason that they work so hard they you know they're getting double covered they have to beat the guys in front of them it's a very me 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 sort of position but uh, you get tired of it but what, what what are the Vikings supposed to do if they don't draft a quarterback this year and you know as early as they did and and try to at least look forward to the future and finally develop somebody that they think can can maybe take over for Cousins they're going to be strapped to a Cousins contract for the next how many mm-hmm. years that that cripples them so they have mm-hmm. to start I agree with doing you. this I don't so, think they can I think his contract next year is untenable uh, I've said that in my articles I I also think that they really should have traded up for Fields then. Because that clearly was their guy. They couldn't believe he was available. They were stung and um, very surprised by what the Bears what is, did. What did the Bears trade for him? That actually, let me let me look that up because, because I, I, know I don't want to misstate from, it. Yeah, they couldn't, I know the quote from Zimmer was that, or from Spielman was that it was too expensive. They did look up at, you know, trading up for him. They did like him, and he was there for them to get. But they were surprised at how much. Uh, uh, people are looking for, for for them to trade up to grab him. And so, I also we said I said this last week, so I don't want to 
just disregard that, but I also said that I understand that they couldn't do that because then they wouldn't have, you know, they would have lost offensive line. Yes. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do both. And I understand that's what, that. That's, that's my point. Yes. That, that was but, my point. Uh, you know, they're they're going to look for, you know, what, you know, they would have had to, they would have had to give up their first, but they would have got the well, first. See, the, the, the bears trade went up nine spots. The Vikings would have only gone up three. Uh, mm-hmm. But they traded their first round, their 20th pick, obviously, and the fifth round pick this year, and their first and fourth next year. Yikes. Um, so no, I don't know they, if they the might, Vikings would have had right. done, that, obviously, that much to go up three spots. But right. if there was and, a bidding war with the with the Bears interdivisionally, you know. And look what they got out of not going jumping up. They got Derrissaw and yeah. Wyatt, mm-hmm. plus – Plus a quarterback that could work out. You and know, uh, might... a project linebacker that has a lot of potential. Yes. So, I mean, that, that's, that's you know, when you when you say they should have traded up for him then, then you have to balance that with this is what you lose. Uh, yeah. But I also that, think in like five years important. if Fields is just the new Rodgers and is punishing us left and right, we'll probably forget about a lot of that stuff. Uh, no question. However, do you think that's going to happen? You know, Fields is surrounded by a pretty damn good team, you know, and you don't know how much of that is him and how you know how he what does when he's. You know, when he does. I I this is not a, something I should say aloud um, as somebody who. Uh, Nobody's you know. listening, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, I really I always have these things where it's like I if I can't envision it, you know, I I just I I don't see it happening, you know, and that I don't mean that literally like that's how I dictate my takes or anything but i've just been so used to the bears being kind of the the vikings mirror in regards to never being able to draft or develop a quarterback Mm -hmm. and i just can't imagine them having this amazing powerhouse offense uh with this really you know mvp level quarterback but that's just because i've never seen it um you know i think of any ohio state quarterback in the last 15 years or whatever he's got the best chance to succeed but you're right. The reason a lot of these guys don't is because the Ohio State is a powerhouse and they have just so much talent. Um, you know, it's like, kind of like LSU. Um, yep. But that seemed to be working out because everyone was just super good, which is why they broke all those records. Um, and so y- y- you never know. But I think he does have all the tools, uh, more so than a lot of the guys in the past from Ohio State that were more maybe just mobile. Uh, you could just throw it up to wide open guys, whereas, you know, Fields is. Uh, He's got the arm and, and everything I think seems that people would want. But, I again, uh, you know, just to put a pin in the Mond thing, I just think that, um, again, people need to remember why they moved on from Case Kingdom in the first place. And it was because the offense was limited and uh, they they realized that the under Zimmer, even with the, you know, the uh, spot-by-spot, roster-position-by-roster position on that defense, which was uh, astounding. Uh, the, the Vikings needed a great to elite offense to get over the hump and beat teams, which we thought at the time were like the Eagles. And um, that's why Cousins is here. And so uh, just pump the brakes on these expectations. You know, it's going to take a while one way or the other. And uh, let's just see what Cousins can do. Maybe uh, with a line that looks on paper to actually be uh, halfway decent for once, which would be nice. Which would um, be Mon's uh, line for the future. So, he must, you know, he's not going to have to be. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, also like uh, RG three. We get it. You're mad that he that you lost your roster spot to Cousins. Stop trying to get in the news. He's insulted him twice now in like a week. Uh, he said Kellen Mond is everything. Uh, Cousins isn't. He's a big physical quarterback who can run and throw it all over the field. No, he isn't. That's objectively Freaking. untrue. He can throw it all over the field. Doesn't mean he's going to complete them. You know, somebody commented on my article <laughs> about uh, pumping the brakes on the hype. He goes, "Why are you uh, bad mouthing Case Keenum? He th- he uh, hit wide receivers down the field numerous times." And I said, "I hope a pro quarterback." hits an open guy down the field numerous times. That's <laughs> kind of an anecdotal way of saying something. That's statistically, that's not true, though, across the board. That's the entire point. And just because I'm pointing that out doesn't mean I'm disparaging him. But I do disparage Stefan Diggs from time to time because I just don't like how he conducts himself. And I also don't like the – if there's anything that I try to be, it's very transparent on uh, my biases and my bad takes because I don't think there's a lot of accountability in this industry. And, uh, A, I think something that Adam Thielen proved this week, part of this is rivalry. That's the fun of it. It's sort of like, you know, how dare you just happen to be born somewhere else 
50 miles that way. You know, it's not real hate. It's not, it's just part of the fun. Thielen showed that. I do think Diggs is kind of a jerk, but I make fun of Buffalo, the city of Buffalo sometimes, and it's really just lighthearted stuff. Like, uh, Bill's Mafia makes sense because neither the Bills or the Mafia you or the... Mean, I read it. You oh. and me. I, I'm a, I have an acid tongue from time to time, but uh, yeah, it's stuff <laughs> like uh, Bill's Mafia makes sense because neither the Mafia or the city of Buffalo have been uh, relevant since the early 90s. Uh, people commenting in between their full-time jobs, giving people directions to get away from Buffalo. Just really funny jokes. But people take it really seriously. And uh, Of course. It was on radio stations in Buffalo, apparently. Like, uh, people were like, let's find... Your uh, story? Your story was? Yeah, people were like, let's find uh, this guy's Twitter. Let's, <laughs> let's uh, send this to Diggs because he loves this stuff. And then one guy's like, well, I can't because Diggs blocked me. And I was like, what? what, what are, somebody say something about that. I'm not going to hop in here. Uh, but, A, my, my oh, Twitter what? is visible like three times on the page. So it's kind of funny that they need a detective yeah. to figure it out. It's but um, it's all – I said in the article too, I'm just – I love you. I'm just it's, I kid because I love, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, well, it's, that that's that's – you know, kind of specious anyway. I kid because I love, you know, we, people say that, but that's just their way to not getting yelled at when they're, when, and then they're, they're saying that with their hand out front and the one behind is stealing your pocket, you know? So, uh, I, uh, big time. But the, the yeah. point of that whole article with Diggs is I just wanted to say, A, if you boil down Diggs's argument and what he thinks he was betrayed over, it makes no sense. Like, no. You, this team, his rookie year, Adrian Peterson had his last good year. He this was never an arena football offense. Why would if Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers can't get notified of personnel decisions? Why would they say, "Hey, uh, you know that receiver that's never cracked a thousand yards that missed two or three games every single season? Uh, let's make sure that he understands that we're going to draft Dalvin Cook." Um, it, it's nonsense. And my point uh, with the with the fans is, if you're telling me that Diggs matured. At 27, between the summer of joining the Bills, that first of all implies that he was immature in Minnesota, which lends credence to what I'm saying, A. B, when in the history of humankind is somebody um, that's been rewarded in every way possible for bad behavior changed that behavior? I said, I can admit that I'm bitter because Diggs was my favorite player, and I, I don't like how he's handling himself continuously. But all you have to admit is I like Diggs because he's on my team and he helps my team now and he's a good football player. He doesn't need to be a perfect human being either. Um, it, but everyone's saying he's a saint and he, he mentors um, you know, young children and he drove the snakes out of Ireland. And it's just like it, it doesn't need to be all those things. Let's just admit that. You know, they're gonna put a statue of him downtown Minneapolis for the Minneapolis Miracle Trail. Come on, oh, it probably he probably wouldn't like it. You know, it wouldn't be big enough or not enough gold leaf. Um, I've got to quit reading. You know, the more I read about Diggs, and I got to quit reading your stories on him because the the less I like. You know, I I I I didn't know about this this most recent uh, you know tweak at Minnesota soda as he called it and it's interesting that uh, he, he uses it in a derogatory way this week when when it's the week that Kevin Garnett is getting put into the Hall of Fame and he used soda uh, famously uh, yeah. out of love so I, I thought it's that was not kind a of, coincidence or at least yes. it, it, it it shows the the cavern between the two right and uh, you know I, the, the more and more I see I just you know I, I think you're there's there's a lot of what you are spot on about him that it, it is about digs and it's not about you know it, it's about you know he wants to win but he wants to make sure that he's the he's instrumental in that that is win. literally verbatim the quote from his supporters in that espn article digs wants to win but he wants to be the reason that he you win more yeah so I, it, it's it's kind of sad football is not that kind of game and and certainly one receiver in a three receiver package is not you know right there you have three receivers if you just throw the ball to one it's easy to defend it's just it's just silly to think like that and I always bring up the fact how when I was in high school and playing tight end I was open every play and never you know when I didn't get the ball and complained about it but it's so I understand where that mentality comes yeah. from you don't want to be a uh, 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 um, what do you what do you call it? You don't want to be the the guy that runs down there and runs down there and runs down there and runs yep. back and never gets the ball. I get it, 
but it you know you, you better start understanding goddamn quick at how the game is played if you want to be successful like we were just saying earlier you got to have both you have to have a running game and a passing game to help each other out and I'm sorry, you know, Thielen's a good, got a land good receiver, and he came up the same time as, as Diggs, and, and you know, you look down the line, and he's every bit as good as you were, and every bit as important to the team as Diggs was. So uh, that's 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 under a uh, lack of understanding on his part. And, and, and if it continues, as, as you're kind of predicting in your piece, that he, you know, wait, wait till they start losing, you know, like they lost in the playoffs this year. Well, and, I mean, I said this hyperbolically, um, and I admitted it as much, um, but I thought there was a, a little thread of truth that that team that has no running back whatsoever did, did not draft one, did not draft another receiver till the sixth round. They brought in... Uh, they got Zach Moss. Yeah, but I mean, what did he have last year? Five hundred yards. Yeah, well, you know, digs at him. You know, it's it's like once that's the betrayal. I just don't understand it. Like, and then the whole Cousins thing. He had 106 catches the first year Cousins was here, which was also the first year he had a thousand yards. And the reason he was he got drafted or traded for a first round pick was because of his stats after Cousins got here. So yeah, you know, I it's I don't think it's Cousins as much as it's the way the offense was. The yeah. makeup of it and drafting the He's running like, back. Uh, and I, I peeing on my leg and telling me it's rain. And it's like, what are yes. you talking about? Dude, they drafted a running back in the second round. I just, Adrian Peterson was here. I, you know, I just don't, I don't see how Zimmer suddenly betrayed him when he had his a great 700 yard season or whatever. It's just, and so just, yeah, again, another pin uh, for people that uh, from Minnesota that I was like, why do you cover this? This this isn't even about football. And it's like, first of all, yes, it is about football. Second, um, uh, we do things a little bit differently with you know our stuff. Like I had a meeting yesterday with um, a, um, a gal who's the biggest female um, Minnesota Vikings um, fan slash brand, uh, does radio and stuff um, of anybody. And she wants to do stuff like articles on – best places to tailgate and if you're coming in from out of town here's the best vikings bars and and stuff and it's like nobody does she was i was nervous that you wouldn't do that because nobody does stuff like that and i was like that's kind of what we're all about but part of what we comment on is uh that kind of stuff uh not just strictly x's and o's so on and so forth i mean that's people were dragging aj monsoor who writes for us um because he commented on the julio jones quote-unquote rumor Mm -hmm. um and it came from a – I saw it, and I didn't write about it because I, I – I, the guy that put it out there, I think, just made it, clearly made it up. And everyone just kind of put out there. There's a lot of people who just throw a million takes and yep. claim to have sources, and sometimes they're right because they just guess. Um, so I didn't cover it, but AJ did, and the way he covered it was to dispel it because it was out there in the zeitgeist. And people are like, why would you cover such a whatever? And it's like because – that's part of what we do is filter through some of the stuff because not everybody's super internet savvy and they see it in Google News and they think, oh my God, Julio Jones. If it's you on know? TV, it's got to be true. If it's on the- <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's um, it's part of the fun. But getting back to Adam Thielen and Lambo, I've never been yes. to Lambo before, oh, but I have like a few times. Obviously, Lambo is is like the rugby field of the NFL. It has history. It's great. He's just doing his job. He's from Minnesota. He's just—he knows what he's doing. Well, that's that's the key that's missing in this thing. The guy grew up a Vikings fan. Yeah. All right. And if he's if he's tweaking the Packer fans a little bit, he's having fun with them. That's what I he said did, in my article. Yes, and he took the if he took the uh, everybody took the comments out of context, which is what happens so often these days. He says, you know, it's it, he he loves going out there. It's a great place to play. Blah blah blah. And you look up, and I have been in the visiting football locker room of Lambeau Field. I've been in there. I could hardly find someone to talk to. It is trash. It is a terrible locker room. And it's like someone else said, that's what you're supposed to do for the visitors is give them a bad locker room. You know, I, I remember Kevin McHale once saying that uh, the the uh, uh, the locker room in Boston Gardens were, for the visitors was just terrible. They would, they'd always, uh, Red Auerbach would have the heat turned off or something, you know, and just <laughs> Make it miserable for the opposing team. Can you elaborate and, a little bit on like what the locker room like, what it looks like? Is it small? Does it like it's, it's leaking small pipes? And it, it's a. I don't. I wouldn't go that far, but it's a, <laughs> a maze. You go around. You know, like you go to a, the Vikings uh, 
locker room at either the Dome or at where they are now, or even at TCF Bank Stadium. They're big open rooms where with the with the uh, lockers all the way lined down the hall, the side of the wall, and all the media can walk in and move around and get to the person they see. In in uh, when I was in Lambo, I went down to get a uh, God. Who was I? I can't remember who I was wanted to talk to, but I went down there and. And moved around. You're 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 walking around a labyrinth, like a maze of lockers. You know, all cattywampus this way, that way, trying to find somebody. And you have to walk through that entire maze if you're looking for a specific person, because it's not like you can just look in the entire room and say, "Okay, there he is," and go get go get your quote. So it it is. It's small. It's cramped. It's uh, you're on top. You're you're, you're tripping over uh, their their equipment, <laughs> their shoulder pads. It is. It's not great. I can imagine any visitor would have the same uh, 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 thoughts. And, and, and especially on, with on, new stadiums and how, like, next-level things have become. Yes. On the other hand, Joe, I my first time to Lambeau, I sat up near the top of the, the stadium, and every, every seat in that house you can see. It's wonderful. It's a great place to watch a football game. They're all bench seats. That's fine. You know, it's like it's like college. It's like the uh, TCF Bank Stadium when you're sitting. I kind of like bench seats. Yeah, I'm also a bigger person, yes. so it's, exactly. Like, it, you it's, bring a cushion, it, it's fine. All I care about is the sidelines. You know, so you can, can you see the game? Can you can you you know? Do you have a good view of it uh, at both ends or whatever? And so, uh, and and that's what uh, Adam said. I, I saw a thing where he was talking about it after, and he was just kind of chuckling because he goes, you know, I uh, his wife was even busted <laughs> saying, "How could you say that? That's the, the greatest place, you know, football stadium." And and he says, "Yeah, even my wife's going after me." So. <laughs> uh, uh, so he was having fun, and I thought it was great. And you know, if people get bent out of shape, well, that's—I guess there's other things in life that we can get bent out of shape up to, to not worry about that. Take it with a grain of salt. Good on you, Adam. But uh, he just talked about how he got lit up on uh, on social media, which was kind of funny. Yeah, people do take. I mean, I I get that a lot. Of people, are, you take it. Well, you you know, you take football so seriously, and it's like, well, a lot of it's tongue in cheek. I mean, I I do. I I fully admit I love football. You know, it's an emotional thing for me. Um, you know, it's uh, everyone, I think, has a different relationship with the Vikings. But like a lot for a lot of us, it's a family bonding thing, a male bonding thing with our family, our stoic Scandinavian, you know, uh, ancestry. And, um, you know, but at the same time, like, that's the kind of thing that's just like, yeah, he's he's clearly trying to do this to rile people up, so you're just giving him what he was looking for. Also, uh, if Lambert was so great, then why does Rogers want out? Talk about a professional <laughs> segue. Um, that mess doesn't seem to be getting any better. Uh, you know, I had a buddy, a friend of mine from uh, Oregon, who has always been a Packers fan, he called and asked, or sent me a text asking him about it. I said, well, I see most of what you are seeing, but I tell you, like you just said, Joe, it's not moving in the right direction. I, I, I fully expect, I said last week, and I, and I still felt that until very recently that it'll, they'll get it worked out. I mean, Wilson's not gone out of Seattle. Watson's you know not why neither of them of, are gone? Because uh, nobody wants to trade for him or, or... Because if the Seattle traded Wilson, they'd have to pay $45 million for him to play elsewhere, and for Aaron Rodgers, it'd be $35 million for the Packers. Uh, and well, also so that, Deshaun Watson, why. is his career is basically over, they think. So yes. that's why it's not going to happen. Otherwise, I honestly do think it would have happened more so with, with Rodgers than with Russell Wilson. So I, I, I just don't think that the uh, um, Packers are that dumb to get rid of him but or to, to, to let him go somehow. But I, I also don't see Rodgers not playing. He's got only a few years left. And if yep. he's quarterback sits out a year and doesn't keep you – know, granted, I saw something online where he's got – TB's Terry tuberculosis. No, he's got Tom Brady's uh, regimen for he's he's doing some kind of Tom Brady thing. The diet, yeah, to stay in shape. Cousins does that too. Yeah, so I mean, so maybe you know, maybe he's not going to hurt his career uh, by sitting out a year. But you know, we'll see how how well that goes for a person when we see Michael Pierce line up this year. I mean, that's hard for a. For a, a player to take a whole year off, especially if it's, he really wants to like make records, right? And you're in your mid forties, so I, I just I just don't see it happening. But uh, I like I told him, I said all I care about is I, I hope the drama continues and it just disrupts this team well yeah. into the season. And uh, um, I mean, know. how do you have a meeting 
during this season in that quarterback room. That sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, also, I honestly think the solution is we the Vikings should trade Kellen Mond for like six first round picks because he's the future. Um, ooh, swing and a miss. <clears throat> I gotta yeah. get more sounds on the sound bar because there's a lot of the times when I say things that uh, that fall flat that I have all these like Simpsons quotes in my head, and so that's gonna be. I'm gonna class this show up a little bit in the next couple weeks. Well, uh, God, we no, wouldn't I... want to do that. Then I'd have to come dressed for it instead of just <laughs> pajamas when I do it. So, uh, but I think you're right. I think that any of this it benefits the Vikings. I do think that. You know, uh, the Vikings were, you know, strangely like one or two small things away from making the playoffs, the expanded playoffs last year. Somehow the Bears ended up in, they were 8-8, eight and eight, the Vikings were 7-9. and nine. Um, I am a little terrified of the prospect of if Fields, you know, takes off as a rookie uh, and is mobile, which has always been kind of the, the Achilles heel of the Zimmer defense. Um, you know, they, they always seem to be a quarterback away um, the last couple seasons, so... You know, I, I'm a little more strangely concerned about them than the uh, the Packers, but we actually got an inside scoop today from Dustin Baker, our MVP, who got the entire season uh, leaked out to him, not just the first week. Um, and so he basically said with 98% certainty, a source has divulged the season to him, which can I just say, I love Dustin, but he's also been doing this for less than a year, and he gets more scoops and man, it's like I'm doing something backwards. I'm just no. Teasing. You hired him, so there you go. Silver I'm... lining. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, but there's always truth in jest, right? Um, yes, so yes, here's uh, the schedule. Uh, opening. Is this, the... What is his source? Uh, well, says, I, course, I'm a, looking at it, and it's a legit um, source. Is it? Yeah, it's it's one of those. I want to remain anonymous, but. There's this guy that drives around my neighborhood, and he has, like, a cargo van, you know, that has no windows. And he just was like, hey, what's up? I, I want to hear about the Vikings. So I just got in there. I don't remember much after that. But I came out with a schedule and a bad taste in my mouth. But Okay. Um, I mean, the, the schedule that he's got has got some, some of the stuff we've heard. He's got Green Bay on Sunday yeah, night Yeah, I mean, didn't they already kind of – don't they, like, semi – we already knew the opponents, just not the dates? Correct. Okay. Correct. We knew the opponents, and we knew where. You know who is coming here and who the Vikings going on the road and and we knew they released the first game against Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. We know that, but uh, they also heard that there was uh, they said Sunday Night Football on January second, uh, Vikings at Packers. So nice little snowball for the Vikes. If that's yeah, the case. you know, um, and I I just I always feel like. The Vikings, regardless of what, you know, they always say if, you know, you have a bad year that you get an easier schedule and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. I just always feel like that never happens. I and mean, this is kind of a rough schedule. It is. The Bengals, the Cardinals, the Seahawks again, the Browns. Those are all teams either on the up and up or that are good. But uh, that, you know, that, that division, the Beng- the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers, yeah, Steelers. that's a division that that the whole – NFC North plays, so you're not going to get anything bad, you know. Yeah, you're not get a break from that. What yep. really makes a difference is those those opponents on the other divisions that we have to play, like Dallas, who probably finished similar to the Vikings did. Like Vikings finished third, right? Yep. And uh, San Francisco. Every nationally televised game, every uh, night game, Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night, are on the road. All four of them. Nice. Well, that's what happens when you finish eight and eight or seven and nine. Yeah, look at that though. Like the Panthers is, you know, the Lions are going to be bad. The Panthers, yeah. The uh, Cowboys, like you said, the Ravens on the road, the Chargers on the road. Wait a minute. What? Okay, I I get it. The way he did it, I was confused. I was like, these are all on the road. Yeah, Chargers. Actually, Sunday Night Football, the Cowboys is at home. I was yes, talking about it is. that. Actually. Three of them so are Pittsburgh. at home. Um, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. No, two. It's two and two. Okay. They're uh, at they're at the Packers and at the Bears Monday and Sunday night football. They're at yep. home against the the Cowboys, Cowboys and the Steelers, which is on which, which is, is nice. on Halloween night. Woo wee! Uh, Didn't we have that last year? I don't think so. Or I'm was it sure. Christmas? I think it was Christmas. Yeah. 
Uh, the Saints game, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, there, these are a lot of really interesting games. Like, we're really going to know where the Vikings stand midway through this season. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And Oh, the first, the first uh, quarter of the season is tough. Bengals, Cardinals, Seahawks, Browns. That's that's Ooh. that's right out of the gate. That's those are four tough games. There's no question about it. They can't do the typical, uh, and I'm I'm including Cousins mainly. You know this pre-buy doldrums, and then they come out of the buy and he's perfect. You know it needs to be <laughs> they need to be consistent. And I you know I don't know where you stand because we haven't really talked about this uh, much, but there is a lot of. Uh, more of this out there um, on other sites and stuff than I actually thought there'd be. But there's kind of a general consensus that this is the make or break year for Zimmer. Maybe Spielman, maybe not. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I see a lot about that. I, I see that. And I think, uh, you know, I'll, I have my hats off to them with the way they navigated through the, the salary cap and, you know, made some subtractions and made some additions. I agree in with you. Free agency. So I, I, I think it, it they've got that message as well. I don't know if they got it from Ziggy and Mark Wilf, but uh I think they realize, you know, they, they just got re upped, I think, before last season. So mm-hmm. they have maybe a three years contract or whatever. But uh so they're they're probably they probably need to get back into the playoffs and maybe win a game or two to uh, not not to save their jobs, but to, you know, buy them that last year and say, Okay, you guys are moving in the right direction again. And, We'll keep rolling with you. Because they they fired uh, Brad Childress like a year and a half after his extension. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that the team um, really expects. Like I think the, there were valid ex- reasons last season to say let's write this one off. You know, COVID, uh, tons of injuries on the defense. Yep. You know, I think this season, you know, the, one of the biggest contingencies is. That still people aren't really talking about. We haven't had a lot of updates about is Daniil Hunter. Daniil Hunter. I was just going to ask. Yeah, you, you know, like um, we started working with Vikes Central, this uh, real, really large uh, Vikings and sort of news uh, Twitter account. Uh, Brett Peterson is the the author, and he's been writing a lot of great stuff for the sites. And he wrote about Daniil Hunter this week, and I just was thinking, um, you know, if he comes back and he's healthy and he's Daniil Hunter again, like yikes. Yeah. You know, that, that line is so – I'm so excited about the uh, the interior of the defensive line, just having those big guys clogging things up and, you know, having uh, Kendricks and Barr back and, and uh, obviously – Weren't they like 26 and against the rush? Mm-hmm. They, they didn't even really have a real nose tackle. Yeah. You know, no, they had they a three-tech playing nose tackle. So that – I mean, that alone, the fact that they went seven and nine considering and then you have – uh, maybe a, a mediocre offensive line, even uh, and and uh, Justin Jefferson acclimating to the league more physically because he's obviously like a 12-year <coughs> Keyshawn Johnson veteran mentally. Uh, you know, it's 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 there's just some exciting stuff going on. I'm not gonna. I told you last week. I'm on the I'm on the hope I'm on the hope train. Uh, I'm not gonna quash it here, but I just gotta say you what the things you all listed. There are a bunch of ifs in there. That offensive line's got to gel quickly. That Daniel Hunter's got to be healthy and want to stick his neck in there, literally. And, uh, um, you know, everything's got to coalesce a little bit. And there's, so there are a few ifs, but if they all work in the Vikings' favor and, and, and Kirk Cousins takes it up even another level, if he can, uh, that could be a great season. What did, uh, what did you say earlier that was very uh, true? Um, when I say I kid because I love, it's more of a manipulation and an out. All those ifs that I put out there are my way of being able to say down the road that I wasn't wrong. <laughs> uh, there you go. See, transparency, right? Uh, That's right. Accountability. See, I'm all about it. Well, I brood from my empty, empty, empty penthouse. Um that's a good way. That's a good place to 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 put a put a. I'll bring in. them back next week, Joe. That's Ooh, how man. you get them. Um, I do want to. Um, we got finally some of the final um, rough draft design elements of the Oofta Sports app that I've hinted towards a little bit. That is going to be coming uh, hopefully by the beginning of July. And it was just, you know, Joe, you would know this better than basically anybody. Um, that app 
and this business plan has been not only years in the making, but at there was tenuous at points whether or not this was ever going to happen financially. Uh, you know, sometimes it seems like a pipe dream. And, you know, I, I, there's a lot of moving parts to it, which I'll explain down the road. And so seeing the that it's actually being built was just this huge emotional thing for me. And I'm just incredibly, incredibly um, humbled by it. I'm so excited. And we wouldn't be able to even do it without the support of people who listen to our shows, the show like this, who read our stuff. And then internally without uh, the loyalty and friendship and guidance as my mentor through all this craziness from you. Um, and so uh, I posted uh, some of those screens on our social media and I'll include them in the article about this show on Vikings Territory and Purple PTSD, but it's going to really, uh, all the sites that I ran out of breath explaining at the jump of the show uh, are all going to be centralized there, plus a bunch of other Vikings and Minnesota sports blogs, over 50 podcasts that are all Minnesota sports podcasts or video shows, mm-hmm. and a ton of community features. We want to be like the center of you know the that zeitgeist I keep referencing. So uh, stay tuned for that. But I again, Joe, you earned I'm so it. excited. You earned it. So I mean, as much as uh, uh, it, it's a dream coming to fruition, uh, it, it's yours. You worked your tail off for it. So so be proud, be happy, enjoy it. Oh, I only have one word to say about the whole thing. Oofta. <laughs> Uh, it's fun interviewing interns this week that aren't from here and they have no idea what that means (laughs) (laughs) and i always just say it's like the forget about it scene from donnie brasco just the scandinavian version it means everything (laughs) uh and so yeah uh we will be back next week and uh every week in perpetuity uh but again thanks to everyone uh um in the kdlm audience that that listen to the show, that come onto the website, comment on social media, all of it, you know, it means a lot to us, uh, clearly. So thank you, and we shall be back again next week. But this has been the Vikings Territory Breakdown on KDLM Sports for the 12th of May, 2021. Our cars will break down, and when they do, the repair bill can be devastating. Not anymore. You need Protect My Car, whether it's a car, truck, or SUV. You can stop paying expensive repair bills. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now to see if you could qualify. Just tell us the make and model and get an instant quote right over the phone and get coverage today. For cars between 2008 and newer, expensive repairs for the engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now before your next repair bill hits. For total protection of your car, truck or SUV and less repair bills plus free oil changes, free tire rotations and free roadside assistance. Just call 800-392-8795 now. Protect your car and your wallet. Call 800-392-8795. Paid for by Protect My Car. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Our cars will break down, and when they do, the repair bill can be devastating. Not anymore. You need Protect My Car, whether it's a car, truck, or SUV. You can stop paying expensive repair bills. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now to see if you could qualify. Just tell us the make and model and get an instant quote right over the phone and get coverage today. For cars between 2008 and newer, expensive repairs for the engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now before your next repair bill hits. For total protection of your car, truck or SUV and less repair bills plus free oil changes, free tire rotations and free roadside assistance. Just call 800-392-8795 now. Protect your car and your wallet. Call 800-392-8795. Paid for by Protect My Car. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary.